Hello, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome again to another Word of Encouragement video from Agape Love. Love is Here's global teaching ministry, and we're coming to you out of our Zoom studio. We're using a wonderful motion video, as you can see from Pixabay. So you give a warm thank you and a blessing to Pixabay. This was able to be downloaded for free from them. And we want to bless the creator of it, for they do such a marvelous, marvelous job. Once again, I'm not using my green screen. So you'll see some fluctuations around my head or my body where the background comes through. But that's okay. My green screen, as I told you, is kind of cumbersome. I have to hold it, lean forward. It's just not comfortable. So I hope that you will get used to seeing me with a few little weird fluctuations around my shoulders. Like you see that little brown over there? Oops, over there. That's my background, my chair commentary. Or every once in a while, you'll see something happen above my head. Oops. Or you'll see my hand disappear into the video itself. But I don't care that much if I disappear or have fluctuations. I hope you don't. Because it sure is a lot easier if I don't have to have a cumbersome green screen behind me. I'm sure there's some wonderful ones, but I'm in a small space. It's a living room. I've already got it packed full of picture frames and desk, antique furniture. I'm not in any kind of what you would call made studio for this. I'm just sitting at my living room door. The curtains are down right now, but some days I have it, the curtain up. And I look out and see the beautiful Perdido Bay. The outside, I see cats and birds and the sun shining. But today, I don't need the light, so it's down. So welcome to another word of encouragement. This is number 42, but it's really number 16 of the year 2022. I'm trying to work through the year 2022 right now, getting you a word of encouragement video for each week. I've already started thinking on and preparing for the year 2023 the word of encouragement. I have to do some studying to get ready for each one. I have to think and pray, consider stories that I want to tell you. So you will be encouraged. And maybe you will help encourage others. So welcome again. As I said, this is Pastor Deborah. Hi. Your teacher. To most of you, I'm your spiritual mama for your spirit. That's right. And even all the little children all over the world. This Word of encouragement is entitled, Does Goodness and Mercy Follow You 
all the days of your life. These hearts represent goodness and mercy, following you wherever you go, coming behind you. Are they a part of you? Yes. Are they sort of like the exhaust, the air that's behind you? Are they trying to catch up to you? Are they left behind from your words, your actions, and your deeds with other people? Or are they trying to reach you, trying to catch up to you? They're following you and following you and following you, but you're running faster. You're trying to escape them, but they want to catch up to you. They're following you, trying to reach you. So those are some questions we need to ask of you. Pastor Deborah has these in every part of her life. They follow me in all my deeds and actions. I leave them behind for other people. I bring them out of me with for other people. So they're sort of like when I exhale, they're coming out of me. Other times they're following me to catch up to me, to bring me more mercy and grace and goodness because of the way I live or walk or talk. But my question to you on this word of encouragement, does goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life? Before we begin the teaching, that's right, Pastor Deborah always offers prayer and petitions to the author and the guide for these words of encouragement. That's right. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you now today and we ask that you help us to hear your words of encouragement, to learn about ourselves and others, to seek truth that can set us free. Help us to not be spiritually blind or death in our ears. Help our spiritual mind and soul to be able to perceive and understand your words, Father. Help us to hear your question to us, that you are helping us to learn about you and ourselves, and our lives. Help us, Father. We need everything you have. We need your Holy Spirit, our spiritual teacher at work, anointing the words, helping us, and feeding us your words of spirit and of life. Oh, Father, we need you so dearly, for we have definitely gotten off the road we have traveled with not goodness or mercy following us or a part of our lives, but hate, jealousy, lust, and pride and greed. And Father, some people think what is a part of their life? It's just a deception of your enemy, Father, your adversary, Satan himself. So Father, help us to know the truth about what is following us, what's trying to reach us, what is out there of you that you 
want us to have your goodness and your mercy. So help us, Father, as Pastor Deborah teaches your word to these precious people. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right. We're going to be working out of the scriptures, out of the authorized King James version of the Bible. And that is Psalms, which were stories, songs, petitions, prayers written by King David of Israel, who used to be a shepherd boy watching over the father's sheep out in the wilderness who found him and then was advanced, graduated to be a shepherd over the people of God to help guide them. For a king is a politician. He's a government official, and he has great responsibilities. But not only was King David a king, the government was a president, prime minister, but he was really more powerful than that. His words were law. He didn't have to have any kind of Congress or Senate or House of Lords or Commons debating, talking, voting on. It didn't happen that way. King David spoke and it was done because that was the king of heaven's way of doing things. You speak and it's law. So King David is writing this as a king, as a politician, a government official, and as a high priest. He would petition the Lord through his Psalms because he was in a right relationship spiritually with this God of Israel. So let's go to Psalms 23, 5 through 6. And this is King David's prayer, petition, speaking to us. And he goes, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. King David is saying about himself and all the days of my life. And I will dwell and live in your presence. In the house, the family, the kingdom of the Lord forever. So David is saying, surely if goodness and mercy, as you can see here, follow you, are a part of your life, are left behind wherever you walk, you speak, every law you decree has mercy and goodness in it. Every word that you speak, every interaction with other people in relationships, maybe with other nations, they can say, wow. Goodness and mercy followed you here to our nation, into this conversation, this conference, and you left it behind for us. Something seems to come with you, a traveling companion. And King David is saying, yes. But he's also in prayer saying, if this follows me, which comes from the Lord, then I'll be in your presence. And everybody that sees this goodness and mercy will see the presence of God. 
They will see the house, the kingdom of God. I will leave behind a sign of this love, this goodness, and this mercy of God himself. So King David was saying, if this follows me, wherever I go, whatever I say, after every word, then other people will see him, the author of goodness and mercy, the very life source of goodness and mercy. And if this follows me as it's doing, then I will live in his family. I will be in his throne room. I will be living in the very presence of God himself, where mercy and goodness live. That's right. So ask yourself, do you have goodness and mercy within you? Are you leaving it? Is it following you in every deed and work and word that you say, even in the realm of the spirit? Can people be brought to you to receive goodness and mercy? What does that look like? I want to tell you a story. Just read about, saw on YouTube, a powerful story. A young girl who years and years ago was sort of cut of a different cloth than her mother. She was kind of rebellious. Her mother was very conservative and didn't want her daughter to do anything that she didn't approve of. And that sounds wonderful. But this daughter was destined for other things. So she was a rebellious person. And when she was a young teenager, her parents couldn't deal with her anymore. So they had her kidnapped out of her own home in the middle of the night, taken off to a treatment program in another state. Can you imagine being kidnapped out of your own home, screaming and yelling, seeing your parents and them doing nothing? Now, the parents thought this was for her own good. She needed a behavior change. She needed to get right in her mind. And she hadn't been to any doctor. She hadn't had any mental health diagnosis. She was rebellious. And they believed and they were taught by this treatment programs for rebellious children that they could fix it. And the parents would be happy. They'd have a compliant child back that wouldn't give them any trouble. Mm-hmm. You can see that in other movies. Mm-hmm. You take your place and you don't step outside of it. So what happened was none of us knew about this for, for many, many, many years later. She's now a grown woman, got her own business, and she started talking about this experience. She believed her parents didn't really know. 
what went on at the place she went to or the places. And they had no idea what happened to her. Well, when she got back in about two years, she was different for sure. She wasn't the calm, respectable, compliant child they wanted. She was wild. Mm -hmm. That didn't work. So they banished her out of the country, sent her somewhere, and her family hoped for the best. But the damage was done. But little did they know, this child was chosen. And goodness and mercy would follow her all the days of her life. And even during the time in these treatment facilities of great abuse, little did they know that God had a plan for this young girl. There were many other children of very wealthy people, even children who had what they call independent educational programs due to some difficulty in the public schools, they would get sent with money from the schools to these treatment programs. They would live there for many years. Others maybe had a medical difficulty, but these were private places. And God knew all about them and he had a plan. He was gonna put his goodness and mercy in this young woman. It was about 15 or 16. She went to the programs. Horrible abuse. Just about everything you could think of. Mm -hmm. Well, when she got out, can you imagine the mess she was in, in here? Now, God had implanted as a small child in her because she believed in him. Mercy and goodness. She loved animals, still does, and God used them and that love. I say that all the time in little eight-year-olds. They just love animals and people. They want to be a mommy and love, and they want to give that love out and help people. Even as a child, it's there because they know about this God of goodness and mercy. And he gets implanted in their spirit as a young child, like this woman. Now this woman is out doing the works of God. Not in the way most pastors or teachers or preachers would. No, she's trying to make changes in these treatment facilities. She's reconnected with other people that were in there when she was. She's getting healing through support, talking about what happened. And she came to meet me one day, just here recently. She said, I heard about you and that you love us. This was her spirit. Can I be your spiritual child? I said, oh, yes. She had never really known this father that Pastor Deborah serves. Because in her religion, she didn't really pray to him. She prayed to somebody called Mother Mary. 
And this was all a plan of the Father, his goodness and mercy to the Spirit. She connects to me spiritually. I become her spiritual mother. I'll love on her and train her and teach her, be there for her. Then she asked me, did she have a father? I was her mother. Did she have a father? I said, yes. And he is right here. And he would like to meet you. She had never met him in her young childhood. She didn't know about him because her religion didn't really teach about him. And what she did see of those people, her parents and others, who say they worshipped him was, well, they voted for abortion. Killing children in the womb. She heard about all of their pastors and priests being child abusers. Mm -hmm. So she never had a connection to the father, the source of goodness and mercy. But he was there. But she had not personally met him. So here she is this one night. And I said, would you like to meet him? He's right here. So he travels with me wherever I go. The author, the source of goodness and mercy was right there. And she said, yes. So he hung on to me spiritually. And I said, little one, I called her name out. Would you like to meet your spiritual father who's loved you since before you were born, loved you and cared for you and helped you survive those years in the treatment programs and has been with you till now. And he wants to meet you. So I introduced him to the father of goodness and mercy. She ran to him. And I've seen videos on LinkedIn of little children running to their father when they get home from work, just running to jump in their arms. And that's what she did spiritually. And then the father turned to me and said, thank you, Pastor Deborah. And they went off together. Oh, she's not dead. She's still alive. But can you imagine the Father, the source of goodness and mercy, saying to you, thank you for reconnecting me with my child. Now she's getting strong. She has a mother spiritually and a father. Now she's in the presence of God himself. And she's even come to the garden now and learning to meet all the living creatures and be in his presence all the time. Because in order for her to do the work that God wants her to do, this heavenly father, to have mercy and goodness following her, leaving it behind, sp spreading it all over the world, helping people who've been abused in treatment programs, medical facilities, rehabilitation centers, halfway houses, group homes. She was going to need goodness and mercy, overflowing, bountiful in her life.
so she could leave it behind. So it could be a sign and a wonder of her life spiritually. And that is what's going on with her. So ask yourself, does goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life? Can it be used to help other people? Is everything that you do, say, the activities, does it bring healing, deliverance, freedom? Does it bring other people to the source spiritually of goodness and mercy? Does it take people into the presence of God? Many leaders, kings, they want to be. They might be called a prime minister, a president, congressman, a senator, a lord in the house of lords, prime minister. Mm -hmm. They want this, and they want to be seen as this, but their hearts are not right. They say one thing, and they do something else. They threaten, but yet they're buddy-buddy with somebody. Can't do that. You can't be on the global stage, shaking hands with everybody, smiling, and then turn around and expect them to think you're serious. Not going to happen. Everybody can see through the hypocrisy of these global leaders, whatever they do. They can see through their presidents and prime ministers. You do what I tell you, but I don't have to live by the rules I set for you. Mm-hmm. God doesn't do that. He is our example of goodness and mercy. Every word you say on LinkedIn, Twitter, every social media post, every time you comment should be goodness and mercy, should be filled and leading people. And they, you should be leaving behind. And they should see, oh, look, Pastor Deborah was just here. I feel so good, and I feel like somebody loves me. Look what's following her in her comment. There's a spirit on it of goodness and mercy. Do people say that about you in your life? Can they say that when you have come, there's something different about you, your comments, your smile? But you know, smiles can be fake. They're just from your soul. What kind of person are you in the spirit? Is your spirit even awake? Has it come out of the control and slavery and captivity of the soul? Out of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life? Has it had a Hebrews 4.12 birthing experience? Is it a new creature in Christ? Or are you the old same thing you were last year? In your faith, does mercy and goodness follow you? Can people find the God that you are worshiping spiritually through you and your goodness and mercy? Does your spirit live in the very presence of God himself? Can you go to the garden and be filled with the presence of God? Can you talk to the living creatures of the garden? Do you have a spiritual mother that's helping you? 
I adopt spiritual people all over the planet, always have. Years ago, my story was I was in a praise and worship meeting at church, just praising away. And all of a sudden, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, what is the desires of your heart? I had to answer right then and there. I said to be the spiritual mother of all those in the occult, witchcraft, heavy metal music, homosexuality, lesbian and the trans, multi-generational Satanists, the world leaders, all those deep in darkness, psychics, all those who are politicians. I want to be their spiritual mother so I could turn their hearts to the father. I did that in this young lady's case. I was the bounding connection, the tie, the bond, the one she could reach out to on earth and feel the acceptance and approval and the love of this God would start coming through me. I could put them at my breast and spiritually feed them the milk of love, of goodness and mercy. And then when they were ready, like that young lady who wanted to know if she had a father spiritually, I could introduce them. Then the father would take them and they'd get to know him. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said, it is done. I was anointed to be a spiritual mother over 30, 40 years ago, probably when I was a small child. But I didn't know it. But that had to be the desire of my heart. So I adopted everybody of every age because spiritually, that's what I was working with. Not the biological age. I adopt 80-year-old people when I was 40, biologically. But their spirit was a child, a baby. It didn't have a mama. And if it did, it was a dark mother a mother of darkness, evil and wicked. And the only father it knew was Satan and torture and abuse. So I had the desire of God's heart to help bring them to him. I was a connection point. I was part of the family of God. Goodness and mercy would follow me. Then I got another anointing to help me do that. One day I was in church and the pastor was preaching on the blessings of Abraham, which was financial cows and not cows, sheep and goats and stuff that he was given by other people. So a lot of churches and pastors want you to be wealthy in the natural. But God meant something else for me and him. So I raised my hands up to receive the blessing. And God said, I'm putting a blessing on you. That will draw all people to you in the spirit. They will come to you to talk to you, to hear your words of goodness and mercy, to love them and point their hearts to me. They will not come to hurt you, but to talk to you and hear your words spiritually, spirit to spirit. Then I got a double portion of that anointing two times. And that's been with me probably since day one also. So now I know they're coming. I live ready. My spirit is ready. It's overflowing. 
and goodness and mercy follow me. And I hand it out. It's with me. It's a partner. It's a part of my life. And it can be a part of your life, too. And you can help other people who have been abused and hurt, have no spiritual parents. But you have to get out of the realm of the natural. Mm-hmm. Pastor Deborah, I'm a natural person. But I have a life in the spirit that's bountiful, overflowing with goodness and mercy. First, God filled me and healed me. And then he filled me up. Now, wherever I go, goodness and mercy are a part of my life. I leave it behind in comments, videos, to spirits in the realm of the spirits. So ask yourself, does goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life? Are you in the presence of this heavenly father, the author of goodness and mercy? Do you come to the garden here on earth called Eden? Do you meet the living creatures? Do you know the way? Which you probably won't, which is okay. Pastor Deborah's the shepherd of it. The sun, the living word is always there. He is pouring out goodness and mercy. And you're meeting the family of God. While you're still alive on earth, you're not dead yet. And you're meeting the living creatures that talk. Pine cones talk, flowers sing, all the animals talk, and they love us. We see a lot of those posts on LinkedIn and Twitter. You don't realize in the realm of the spirit, where this author and father of goodness and mercy lives, animals are full of his love. The angels are full of his love. Everything is full of his love and mercy. And goodness, when you see somebody that is not filled with his mercy, his goodness, they're not in living in the spiritual presence of God. Many parents will traffic their own children, prostitute them out for money. Mm -hmm. Sell them, make them work for the family. Mm -hmm. Oh, and that goes on all the time. So ask yourself this question. Does goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life? Are you overflowing with it spiritually in your soul? Is it bringing health to your physical body? You know how I can spot when this isn't happening? You got physical problems. Mm -hmm. That's right. I usually tell where all the ick is based on your biological issues. Your soul is not filled with goodness and mercy. Mm -mm. You're easy to diagnose. Yep. Some people like to pretend and deceive and bewitch us that that's what they have, but that's not what it is. They are even deceived. They have taken evil, And said it's good. And that which is good, they say, is evil. Some people want to still be connected to this God of goodness and mercy. And yet have a belief that it is okay for them to promote, make laws that every 
person who wants an abortion and kill a baby in the womb, no matter what age, even if it's come out of the womb, you can get it and we'll pay you to do it because we're going to take those body parts. They don't tell you this. We're going to sell them to scientists, universities. I just heard of a university here in another state that does scientific experiments on aborted baby parts. Mm -hmm. That's right. Big business, abortion, big scientific stuff going on. A lot of kickbacks, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So politicians take what was good and make it evil. That is not what this is. That little baby in the womb has no voice except God and Pastor Deborah, and there are others. But I take care of their little spirits. Can't stop when somebody has decided to kill you, cut you up, dissolve your body. It's nothing the little baby can do. The mom has said, I don't want it. It's a it. It's a tumor. I'm ashamed that it happened. I can't afford it. It'll drag me down. And men who are supposed to be protectors of all innocent things. Yeah, right. Go right ahead. You can kill that thing. We'll support you in killing an innocent being. That is not goodness. That is not mercy. That is taking what was good and making it evil. And that could be you. Remember, this is a king, a politician, asking himself, looking at, if this is following him, then he is in the presence of God. So I ask you in this word of encouragement, does goodness and mercy of God, the heavenly father, the source, the king of the kingdom of heaven, the father of Christ Jesus, the author of the Bible, the God that created goodness and mercy, does his presence of goodness and mercy live in you, follow you? Can other people see him through your acts, your words, your deeds, your interactions spiritually and in the natural? If that is not the case, there is help for you this day, this video. That's right. He will not leave you helpless in this situation. His goodness and mercy will come if you recognize you ain't doing it. You don't have it. You're not in his presence. Then he will come. He'll clean you up. He'll give you a Hebrews 4.12. Bring you, birth you out of the cocoon of the soul. Start feeding you with the milk of his word, love. And you will start getting goodness through that milk and mercy. And all that you have done in the past, all that you think will slowly be getting drained out of your life. Your soul's mind will begin to be transformed. You will change in your thoughts, your principles, your concepts. Maybe you'll go into the voting booth and instead of voting for a particular party that believes in abortion, 
you'll go, I can't do that anymore. And you'll vote for the other party. Or maybe your prayers will change. Or if you find out somebody you know is asking you about it, you'll tell them what you learned. Your life will change. And goodness and mercy will begin to follow you. You'll have it overflowing in your life to give it to others. And they will say, there's something different about you. You will live in the presence of the Lord spiritually, where goodness and mercy live. So you be encouraged. There's hope for you. Dear Heavenly Father, let your words travel into hearts that are hard, even inside the soul. Help them to see and hear you. Plant your seeds of mercy and goodness and love and peace in them. Help them to desire a Hebrews 4.12. Help them to become brand new spiritual beings that need to feed on, nurse on, live on your goodness and mercy. Teach them what that means. Use stories, fairy tales, movies, people's life stories. That young girl, Father, we know that you have had in your hand. You're now using her to reach other people who have been abused in treatment centers. Your goodness and mercy was with her. It still is. And you are there for her now, spiritually. Father, help all those. If they even look to you, call out in a whimper in a treatment facility during abuse. Father, let your goodness help them and your mercy be upon them. Father, those that need to come out of the soul and the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, be born again and reconnect to you, the author, the king, the God goodness and mercy help them for only you can do this and this is your work fulfill your isaiah 61 and 62 in their life give them the hebrews 412 spiritual experience so that mercy and goodness can follow them all the days of their life in the name of christ jesus amen all right i'll see you again on the next Word of Encouragement video with another motion video from Pixabay. Bye. Love.